What's up, everybody, man? It's your boy, and I'm back here with another video. And if you haven't already, before I get started, stop what you're doing, like, and subscribe to the channel. I am trying to grow my channel, and I would love it if you guys would just take the time out, like, and subscribe if you want to hear more videos. And getting started today, man, the takeaways is teaching, learning, and communicating. The TLC to the music to my ears. And no, I'm not talking to group. That's McAdoo, TLC. Takeaways from what McAdoo had to say. Once again, if you haven't already, stop and like to the like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Um, this is big though. You know, I joke a lot and I say a lot of things, but I have to say, man, after hearing these interviews today and just really listening to sitting down what the coaches had to say, it's it's a real glimmer of hope. If you are a Panthers fan right now. You should, you should be very hopeful right now. And I, I'm, not, I'm not lying to you right now because I got some takeaways of what Coach McAdoo had to say. And I have to say, when he first got hired, I was a little shaky on him because I knew he had a rough start in New York. But it's looking like he's trying to turn this thing around here in Carolina. And, and it's looking really good, man, I have to say. One of the takeaways that I, I, I got from Coach McAdoo is, first of all, Everybody's asking a question about Matt Corral. What's the deal going to be Matt Corral? Will he play now? Will he play later? And basically he answered that and said that we got to get Matt Corral up to NFL speed. Let's be first and foremost and remember that this guy's a rookie. He's coming in. He's learning new verbiage. It's all, like he said, verbal and visual, which means that not only do he have to see it and let the game slow down for him, he also have to know what he's be able to communicate what's going on. And the NFL is a bigger speed than what he was doing at college. And so, like he said, he had mixtures of different things that he did on the pro level uh, that can translate. And I'm excited to see, you know, which which rate or which which way he take, because let's be honest, man. Corral hasn't even thrown a pass yet, and we got people clamoring for him to be the number one star already. And we haven't even made it to training camp. We haven't even made it to the preseason yet. Nobody even seen him play a snap of football yet. And it's the fact of everybody's so tired of the usual in Carolina. We're really looking for some hope, man. And I think we got it with this guy. I think he could be the long-term answer for us. I just don't want to rush it. You ever had a pizza that you started putting together the pieces and you realize, hey, this pizza isn't right without cheese? Well, you know, Matt Corral, you, you, you got to have all the ingredients right for this pizza to, to come out and be baked well, if you understand what I'm saying. So McAdoo is trying to give this guy the cheese to get it going. So teaching, learning, and communicating was a big focal point that I took away from his uh, press interview today. And it was very informative for me because it's basically saying, first of all, we got all these young guys coming in. We want to get them up to NFL speed. We want to be able to teach them, show them how to play the position, and still disciplining them and let them know that, hey, you're an NFL starter. So at the end of the day, your job could be up for grabs. So it's basically teaching them what they can to basically get started and keep their position and also flourish in their role, which he has already said that they really haven't labeled any roles for anybody yet. That'll be coming, I guess, as we get closer to preseason or training camp. So that's cool. And then he, he did some pressing and some talking on Sam Donald. They asked him some questions 
uh, how confident basically is he in with Sam Donald starting right now. And what I took away from what he said with Sam Donald, he kind of gave like a little smirk, but he was saying Sam, in so many words, he was saying Sam needs more of the mental aspect, like reading progressions and fundamentals. And basically just, he was like, Sam dives straight in and he's attacking. He needs to continue attacking. So those are good things to take away. I mean, like I said, I've never been high on Sam Donald, but if it's going to help us this season, I'm all for it. So I'm big on Sam Donald basically getting it together because if he flourishes a little bit better, we stand a better chance and we don't have to trot Matt Corral out there before he's ready. So the biggest takeaway that I took from Ben McAdoo and hear me and hear me clearly, Ben McAdoo said this straight out of his mouth. No one should feel comfortable on offense, which means that any given weekend, any given practice, any given Sunday, the best players will start and play. I don't think he's with that whole, he's my type of guy kind of cat, that whole Matt Rule system that we had for the last two years. That's not going to work yet. And, and I like that. But going forward, with that being said, we got some players that really need to step it up. I did a video the other day about some step-up players that's on the hot seat. I collabed with a couple of people and put some videos out there. If you haven't checked it already, it's on Mr. Who Dat. So check out his uh, YouTube page. It's the Who Dat Guy. I did a collaboration. I basically listed out some players that's on the hot seat that need to step it up. Well, I'm going to go further this time, and I'm going to list out some more players that you deem pretty decent, but I feel like they can take it to another level. And I'm calling out into the front of the, of the congregation, offensive tackle Brady Christensen. You were decent last year. You were learning. It's time to step it up this year and really solidify that guard position that we need you at. We need you to come in and be a starter at left guard. I mean, let's be honest, man. This guy, he did decent at left tackle last year, but since we got Icky Aquando, we already know Icky going to hold that left tackle spot down. So, Brady Christensen, come to the front of the front of the congregation, man. We need you to just pull up, and we need you to be more consistent this year, and we need you to bulk up, and let's let's make it through the season, and, and let's play more disciplined football. But that being said, I also think that Shaq Thompson, he need to come to the front of the church. I mean, here it is. Last season, you had 65 tackles and two sacks. That's not going to cut it for a guy that we were paying almost at one time $18 million to. Luckily for him, he restructured. But let's be honest, a guy of his caliber, for what he's bringing to the Panthers, you, you want a leader. This guy has to produce at least 100 tackles to be, you know, to solidify his spot. Because, I mean, let's be honest, you got production from everywhere else. We don't have production from that linebacker spot. And it's like Shaq Thompson to show up one game, he'll give you eight tackles. He'll show up at the, like that Dolphins game. He gave us 10 tackles. And it's like it's inconsistent. It's one game you're here, one game you're over there. It's like he picks and chooses when he wants. I think he honestly is picking, you know, he's trying to compete for the first seven, eight games so he can get named to the Pro Bowl. And once that doesn't happen, he just give up on the rest of the season, which is my honest opinion. But C.J. Henderson, let's move on to the next player. That's another guy. Basically, with the Jaguars um, in 2020, he played eight games. Nothing that jumps off the screen. We traded Dan Arnold in the third round pick to get him. 
And so with that being said, he basically played, I'd say, 12 games last year because he did two with the Jags and then 10 with us. And with that being said, he really didn't do anything that's going to really solidify his spot. But I'm saying from him, we need better production from you of all people. Because if we got J.C. Horn coming back, and then we got Dante Axon Jackson that's going to possibly be in the slot, we need another man on the outside that could come and really solidify the outside, and you have to step your game up. We need at least three to four picks from you this year and at least 30 to 40 tackles. That's going to solidify. We need basically passes defended. We need at least six to ten. I mean, because let's be honest, we choose you in the third round. There were a lot of great talent that we could have went with instead of him. So Scott Federer said he's using him as a third-round pick in the choice selection. So we got to actually use him for that. And last but not least, we need production this year from the tight end uh, position because we drafted a guy. We, all, we had Trimble last year, and we got Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas has never, and I have, and I mean never, cracked 200 yards since he's been here in a season. So last season he had 18 receptions for 188 yards. That's not going to cut it. I'm not going to cut it. So with that being said, man, I'm just here. There are players we, gotta, we need to absolutely step up, and they're, those are the players that I listed out off the top of my head, off the dome. That just need to come through so we can have a better season this year. I mean, let's be honest. If Brady Christensen play at a starting caliber, at a starting caliber guard role, I mean, look at what this will do for the offensive line. All the way around, we could be, we could have a top 10 line. If Shaq Thompson go from 65 tackles to 100 tackles, we're talking to all pro. CJ Henderson, if he just if he can give us at least three interceptions and at least 25 to 30 tackles, you're talking about a solid start. Ian Thomas, anything north of 500 yards is better than what he's been giving us. So, I mean, you're getting $6 million now, starting caliber tight end money. You need to produce like that. That's all I'm saying. I mean, don't shoot the messenger. That's just what I got out of this. And if you're a Panther fan, I hope you agree with me. I mean, let's be honest, man. This team is on the uprising, and I'm not even going to lie. After the, after the confidential video, I really like the, the fact that the team is trending upward, man, and it's starting to give me glimpses of hope, man. So I hope that they don't make me regress on anything that I said. I hope they make me out of a liar um, because before I was saying that I didn't really see, I didn't really see too many games we were going to win this year. I did gauge it around eight to nine wins. Hopefully we overachieve and go, you know, above that. But I'm just saying the sky is the limit for the Panthers this year. And I see it starting with the coaches and it's starting with the culture. They're starting to build in Carolina. So this is a good thing, Panther fans. So there is a ray of hope right now for everybody. So I'm telling you right now, if you're sitting there, you're watching this video and you haven't subscribed, look at here. There's a ray of hope for the Carolina Panthers and it starts with this channel. So like and subscribe if you haven't already. This has been your boy, and I will be shooting multiple videos because I'm trying to keep up with everybody. So it's been cool.